Good morning, Todd. How are you, sir? Good, Chris. I'm doing well today. How are you? Hey, man, I'm, I'm telling you what, I wish that I had my business, my coffee business booming right now because I would take all the coffee that I had in the world to this Army-Navy game down here in South Philadelphia. Oh, man, it's it's the greatest game of the year. It's my favorite game of the year, the Army-Navy game today. It doesn't get any better than that. Well, here's the here's the here's the uh, here's my life story. Right. Right now, currently, I'm on 95 South going to get my daughter who lives down in South Philly. I'll be driving past Lincoln Financial Field with all the cadets and the CBs and all everybody else that's going to be out here. And uh, just about two days ago, I found some tickets and unfortunately just not being able to make it this year. But I'm actually going to go tease myself and drive past this place here hey. in about Let's call it 15 minutes. I'll be passing it. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you can get a glimpse at, at any of that going on today, that it's worth worth your while. So what I have to do is I have to – I told my wife, I said, listen, at 3 o'clock we're going to be sitting down and we're going to be watching this because I need her to understand the, the, the concept and the, and the, and the, the event and, and just what this is all about from start to finish and, and just figure it out so this way next year – it's uh, it's an easy sell to go ahead and go out here and freeze all day. Yeah, I, you know what, Chris? You know my background that, you know, I grew up with uh, my family had season tickets to West Point for about six years. I've been to three Army-Navy games. And whenever I'm talking sports with somebody and we're talking about, you know, what games have you been to? It's the first game I bring up. I tell the, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, I said, if you ever, if you ever get the chance to go to an Army Navy game, put it on that bucket list. You won't regret it. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. And, you know, I have had a, I've had a chance to spend some time at West Point, and uh, these kids are heroes. Uh, these cadets, these Navy shipmen, uh, they're the top. They're the top of the young people in our country. And uh, I feel good at the end of the day when I see these, these are the uh, men and women who are, are going to be serving our, our country. Uh, they're just, they're unbelievable. Well, I, I can absolutely agree with that. So let's get into this. Let, let's see how you're looking. I mean, I understand Navy, I think, has only won three games. Army is a ranked uh, contender. I think they got a bowl game against Houston. Houston after this one, Navy's pretty much done. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter about Houston. If this is the game, regardless if they're both Owen, never winning a game, or they're both ranked. It doesn't matter. This is the game. So where do you? I understand the Army biased here, but where do you at? Where do you see the like you said? This is the Super Bowl for these two teams. Uh, the next bowl game against Houston does not mean a thing to Army. Uh, every year, this is their bowl game. This is their Super Bowl. Uh, you know, like you said, Navy's coming in at three and nine. They had a rough year this year. They graduated some people uh, from last year's team coming into the season. So they're down, you know, they're a little down for what Navy normally does. You know, Navy's a proud program. Uh, you know, there was 10 years in a row there that Navy beat Army. Uh, Navy was consistently ranked, consistently going to a bowl game. So this is a down year for them. But make no mistake – uh, these kids don't quit. These kids, you know, they don't. I picked a game earlier in the year against UCF with, with Navy playing, and uh, I took Navy with the points, and they, they, they produced. I mean, they lost the game, but there was no quit in them. 
so I, I see a very tough matchup for Army today. Army's coming in with one of their best seasons ever. Uh, they're right now they're at nine and two. Uh, they're ranked 23rd in the country. It's the first time since 1996 that they're ranked. Uh, their only two losses, their quality loss, overtime at Oklahoma. Uh, and Oklahoma's in the college playoffs, so that, you know, they played them tough. And then they lost to Duke to open up the season when Duke was ranked in the top 20. Um, like I said, I see this being close, and I think we, you and I talked about this. I see this being close in the first half. Uh, Navy coming out all fired up, trying to ruin Army season. Um, but I think, I, I, my personal opinion, uh, I think Army's a little tough this year. They, the, I like the Army quarterback. You know, they, they, uh, it's all about the, uh, the triple option. But this kid can throw a little bit. Uh, he'll put that on display today, and I think he'll open up the uh, defense a little bit. He can throw. Um, so I see this game going – uh, 28-17 Army. Wow, that's uh, – as long as I get three good solid quarters out of it and let the fourth quarter be that that, sort of, that kind of a flip, then I, I'm okay with it. Now, last year was impressive, one, because Army had won. Uh, but two, it came down to that missed field goal or Navy would have – was that have been a tie-in field goal or would that have been a game winner? I don't recall. Uh, that's a great question. I believe that was the, no, that was the game winner. I believe army had a, a one point or a two point lead. That would have been the game winner. So here's, here's what, here's what I'll tell you. So about a week ago, kind of getting into the hoorah, thinking maybe I might be able to swing on the wife kids, uh, Christmas coming up. I said, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's get this kid. He loves his football jersey. He's got all the jerseys, He's getting them all. He loves them all. So we go to eBay for the jerseys cause it's, you know, relatively inexpensive and he's six. So it's okay. We found a nice Navy jersey, about 17 bucks on eBay. We waited about 10 days to get this thing. Yesterday it comes in, and uh, indeed it's not a Navy jersey. I mean, yeah, it's not a Navy jersey. It's a Notre Dame jersey. So just <laughs> off of that, just, just off of that, uh, that happening there, uh, I will go with you and say that Army beats Navy. And now as a host of a show that's catered to the military, I can't choose or pick, but what I'll tell you, Todd, is let's go Navy, beat Army. That's what I'll say to you. <laughs> all right, all uh, right. Well, you know me. You know my background, so, you know, go Army, beat Navy. But So Army is getting six and a half, just to let your listeners know. They are getting the six and a half, uh, but I think, it, I think it's going to be a fight for three quarters. I think uh, my gut's telling me that Army pulls away a little bit in the fourth uh, they end up winning by 11, 28-17. And, uh, you know, that's funny that, that your your son got, you know, the Notre Dame jersey. Just a quick story for your listeners. And this is a great story about Navy uh, and Notre Dame. Uh, during World War II years, uh, Notre Dame was about to close. Uh, they were financially strapped. Uh, and the Navy stepped in and helped them out. Uh, and I believe they created the, uh, the RTOC program there at Notre Dame. And that's why you always see Notre Dame playing Navy. They will never take them off their schedule because how the Navy uh, saved Notre Dame uh, from closing. And, and that's why you see a lot of Notre Dame people in the Navy. Well, oh, that's outstanding. I didn't know that story. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's good education right there. 
Yeah, no, uh, I, I encourage your listeners. It's a cool story. I encourage your listeners to like Google it or look it up and read a little bit about it. It's yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, so obviously that's a big game, and like I said, if I if I had my coffee thing going, like I'm in the in the works of getting that all up and running, uh, I would have my I'd have my truck out there right now with uh, a lot of the military type gourmet type coffees, and uh, I'd be pouring all these. Uh, these fine folks out here tailgating this morning, 31 degrees as I'm driving by. I see 31 degrees out here in Philadelphia. For those that are listening, kind of giving the, the play-by-play. I don't think we're going to have snow like we did last year, but I can tell you it is cold out here. So, So it actually could be anybody's game as long as uh, they're running the football consistently. Um, obviously, that we know that's kind of the MO in the past, past with these two teams, but – you know, maybe the quarterback can throw, maybe he can't over at Army, but uh, I don't necessarily think that's going to be a factor in this cold weather. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Now, this is basically the ramp up in the NFL. Right now is the time where where the playoff run kind of starts. At least, at least how I see it. Uh, you know, you Absolutely. got you got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. Uh, 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 Phillips is having an MVP type season. Notoriously, he kind of starts to fold, or the team as a whole starts to fold right around here. They let they lost uh, Melvin Gordon. I don't know if he's going to be back anytime soon. I know he's not coming back tomorrow. But that you have that young stud over at running back, uh, Philip Lindsay for the Denver Broncos. Looks like they're going to make a nice push here. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, Kansas City, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I I heard today he was uh, already being uh, compared to Joe Montana, which uh, as a 49er fan, I'm I'm not really buying it yet. I get it. Got to win a couple Super Bowls to have a conversation. Yeah, I think you got to win a couple su- Super Bowls and uh, be pretty much perfect in the playoffs to to get Joe Mont to to kind of start getting in that conversation with Joe Montana. Correct, correct, but. Uh, but with that said, I mean, that's kind of the AFC layout. That's the foundation. Um, even though I don't think Buffalo will do anything, uh, their defense is looking great. So the AFC is shaping up for me to be actually watchable. Uh, I know I didn't mention Pittsburgh, but that's – they're pretty much going to be out of it. I mean, I'd be shocked if they get deep into the playoffs just, just based off the fact that there's some turmoil there between apparently uh, Brown and Roethlisberger. Obviously, Bell's not there. Uh, Jimmy James Connor is out, so I think they're going to fold. That's just my prediction. But I know you wanted to talk about uh, the NFC and uh, and more tip and, and more more focused on the NFC East this weekend, considering we got some rivalry games. One of those games actually meaning a lot uh, for the division and for the NFC. Yeah, and I think you did. I think you nailed the head on, uh, you know, right there on the AFC. You know, you got the Chiefs, New England, Houston, Pittsburgh, Chargers, Baltimore, all in the all in the playoffs if it were to end today. But you got the Titans surging. You still the Dolphins are still hanging around with a matchup with New England. Uh, the Colts have been uh, a lot better. Uh, Andrew Luck's having a nice bounce back year, but they got to play Houston today. And then, like you said, I kind of like Denver a little bit. They're, they're starting to get hot. They got the 49ers today, so that's a winnable game. Uh, but, you, you know, you nailed it on the head how that AFC's uh, starting to, to look right now. Uh, in the NFC, 
you know, we got the Rams at 11 and one, uh, you know, and they, they're, they're looking good. You know, they put up a ton of points. Uh, they got some playmakers on the defensive side. We got the Saints, uh, you know, at the two spot, the Bears. A- an interesting matchup this week is the Rams and Bears. So uh, that could have some playoff implication as far as seeding and, and the division in the, in the central with the Bears and Vikings. And then, you, you know, we round out with the Cowboys, Seattle, and Vikings right now in those uh, last uh, three playoff spots. But we got the Panthers and Eagles at six and six. Uh, Washington and the Bucks. Uh, so that's how uh, the playoff picture looks right now. Uh, some nice matchups here. We got Seattle versus uh, uh, playing Minnesota on Monday night. A lot of playoff implications right there. Uh, like I said, the Rams, Bears. and But we're going to focus on the East today for our picks. Let's start one with, uh, you know, because you and I were talking about the history of the NFC East and uh, especially in the uh, like uh, early 90s when you had the Giants uh, win a Super Bowl and then you had the Redskins the following year and then Dallas the next two years. So you had a four year span uh, where the East was kind of in charge right there. Uh, so we were, we're just going to, you know, we're having some fun this week and we're going to stick with the East, pick some uh, NFC East games. Because uh, I think you, you, we were even talking when the, it seems when the NFC East is relevant and uh, you know has some strong teams. I mean, I wouldn't call that you know this year. Uh, you know, there's a uh, there you know there are a lot of them are you know mediocre uh, with the records, but uh, fans tend to like when the East is good. Um, but let's go with the Giants at the Redskins. Um, you know, the Redskins are, man, they're just beat up. Uh, you know, they got a lot of issues on the offensive line. They got some defensive uh, back issues. But, uh, you know, their defensive line with those kids from Alabama uh, are strong. But I just don't see them overcoming uh, their quarterback problem. You know, Colt McCoy went out last week with a broken uh, leg. And now Sanchez is in there. You know, I think he's been in with the team for about two weeks now. And, uh, you know, I just don't see them offensively being able to hang. Uh, the Giants had an impressive win last week, um, you know, playing the Bears. They, uh, they held off the Bears' uh, surge at the end of the game. The Bears took it into overtime, but the Giants uh, hung on and won. I really like uh, this kid, uh, Barkley, the running back. I think he's a special talent. Uh, their defense is starting to play better. So let's go into that and pick that. The Giants are getting three and a half. Um, I just think the Giants win this. You know, Eli's been playing a little bit better. Um, I think the Giants win this 24-10. Uh, just for the simple fact, I just don't think that the Redskins are going to be able to do anything offensively. They're going to leave their defense out there. Uh, you know, get, and they're going to get worn out. And I think the running game for the Giants can be a, a huge factor this week with Barkley. So I'm going 24-10. Giants take the three and a half. Or I'm sorry, give the three and a half. Giants are favored by three and a half. And I think the Giants went outright 24-10. What do you think, Chris? Well, I like that on a fantasy perspective. I just picked up the New York Giants uh, defense for fantasy playoffs. I squeaked in on that side note on that one. Um, I squeaked in and I had a decision to make. I had Seattle. I don't like the matchup between uh, Seattle and Minnesota on a fantasy standpoint. I know they're in Seattle, but I went ahead and dropped them. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and run with the New York Giants, even though they haven't been playing lights out this season. 
Uh, Ogletree has been playing out of his mind, uh, linebacker there for uh, the Giants. And I just don't see Mike Sanchez uh, or Mark Sanchez, rather, uh, being able to uh, do anything, especially with only three weeks. I mean, he had about, what, 10 seasons in the NFL and did nothing. I don't think anything's going to change much in three weeks, learning a new system. And uh, I would like a 24-3 Redskin win there. And it will also keep the Redskins – I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like a 24-3 Giants win. Um, and, and another side note, so now I'm down here at Broad and North Street, which if you're familiar with this area is, uh, well, it's actually Broad, um, yeah, Broad, Broad, North Broad Street right down here by the subways and right here adjacent to the uh, Lincoln Financial. You got Philly's Finest out here moving traffic along, freezing their Katukishes off. Um, and you got busloads and busloads of of military personnel. You got the armored Humvees. You got the camouflage buses. And I tell you what, I'm kicking myself in the ass right now for not actually just going and parking this car, this truck, and just going and getting into this game. But anyway, I agree with your uh, your thing. If you're going to hear some semen, boy, I'd love to jump out of a car and talk to these men. Look at these motivators. Got their, got their dress blue. Got their dress blacks on. Look at these boys. It looks sharp. It looks sharp. That's the Navy right there for you, brother. I didn't see uh, the army must still be inside where it's warm. Uh, <laughs> I'm but, jealous. I wish I was there, man. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that pick. So, so the giants are plus three. Is that what you just said? They're, they're giving three and a half. They're giving three and a half to the Redskins. Okay. No, I like that. I like that pick. I think it's a double digit win. Uh, just to your point, I think Barkley, Carries the team with Beckham. Beckham's looking really good this this last couple of weeks. Not only receiving, but also now he's throwing touchdowns. Um, he looks he looks sharp. So now we're going to go over to the to the most important NFC East game uh, of the year. Really, this is the one that decides first place. And uh, for me personally, I think it's the one that's actually going to uh, uh, the Eagles. This is a must win for the Eagles. Not so much for the Cowboys, just based off of their schedule. I think the Eagles have a harder schedule moving forward for the last three games than the Cowboys. Obviously, the Cowboys would like to win this game and go ahead and kind of pretty much lock up the spot. But this is a definite must win for Philadelphia. If they lose this game with the road that they have compared to what Dallas has ahead, I just don't see uh, the Eagles uh, digging themselves out of this one. So how do you see this one playing out at uh, 4 o'clock start tomorrow for the NFC East? Yeah, no, I think you, I think you nailed it on the head there, Chris. Uh, the Eagles are coming in at six and six, and the road does after this does not get easy for them. They have to go to uh, uh, L.A. to play the Rams, and then then Houston, who's on a nine game win streak, comes into Philadelphia uh, the following week. So they got a tough schedule ahead of them. So this is a, like you said, this is do or die for them. Uh, I believe the Eagles have a lot. You know, they're Super Bowl champions. They have a lot of pride. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, Wentz is, uh, you know, he, he's a fantastic quarterback. He's one of the best in the league. Uh, people don't realize his stats 
are through the roof this year. They're, they're very comparable to what he was doing last year uh, at an MVP level. Uh, I like the kid Adams out of Notre Dame that's running the ball for them right now. They're doing a very nice job getting him in space. Uh, and the last two games, they're getting the run game going. And uh, then you have Ertz, the tight end, who's on pace to break Jason Witten's record uh, for most catches by a tight end in the season at 110. So uh, Ertz is very dangerous. And then, um, you know, you have some wide receivers that are, are like Golden Tate is starting to come on a little bit for them. Uh, so they, you know, the Eagles can be dangerous on offensive. Uh, their D line is always playing well. That Where they're concerned is, is their linebackers and, uh, their defensive back, uh, their secondary is banged up big time. Uh, so that is a concern for them. Uh, and then you have the Cowboys coming off that win against the Saints, uh, where really their defense dominate, dominated the New Orleans Saints uh, and, and put a, you know, a statement game together defensively. Uh, but the Cowboys have been in this position before. And I know there was some trash talking going on from one of the linebackers of the Eagles and, you know, the Cowboys always get, get to this position and choke. And, you know, uh, he's, he's not, you know, he's not totally off on that statement. But I like the way the Cowboys are playing right now. I think Amari Cooper has really changed the outlook of that offense. Uh, you know, Dak has been playing well in this four-game uh you know, win streak, he has seven touchdown passes to zero interceptions. His pass per yards have gone up by 50 yards per game. Uh, and that defense is just stacked from defensive line. Those linebackers, the speed, they're going sideline to sideline and hitting people. And uh, people, I know some, if you listen to the games, they talk about Byron Jones in the secondary for the Cowboys. They're saying right now he could be the best cover corner uh, in the league. So I, I love the Cowboys defense. Um, I think this is going to be about turnovers. If somebody turns the ball over, this is going to be close because I do believe the Eagles are going to fight for their lives. Um, but I, the Cowboys are giving the Eagles three and a half points. Um, I'm going to say this is a close game and the Cowboys end up pulling this out 21 17. So give the, uh, take the Cowboys, give the three and a half, and I say they win by four in a close game. Uh, a turnover could decide this, 21-17. Uh, but, Chris, I would not be shocked if the Eagles pulled this out. But my gut is telling me just coming into this game, the way the two teams have been playing over the last month, I have to give the edge to the Cowboys. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cowboy fan. Well, I, I appreciate that. I will uh, I will uh, respectfully disagree with your your pick there. And here's here here and not 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 your pick. I'm sorry with your with your scoring and and how you say it's going to be close. So my my feeling on this game here is is that Philadelphia struck a lightning in a bottle last year. It's no secret. Uh, Carson Wentz goes down. They got Nikki Six comes in, and uh, he leads them to Super Bowl victory. Great for them. Uh, they got Josh Adams now, who here now in the last couple of weeks has really become a, a number one. Unfortunately for that individual, for that problem there, um, they basically have a three-headed backfield there now with Sproles coming back, um, Clement and Sproles. But I just don't think the Eagles possess the weapons that they had last year. I don't think that they are uh, – I think mentally they are not all there. 
uh, as far as that that hunger like they had last year that got them the, to get the victory and, and obviously get into the Super Bowl. Their secondary is banged up to the point that they're on third and fourth um, uh, string uh, players. I believe Cole Beasley's coming back for the Cowboys. Um, and uh, with Allen Robinson, who was a stud back in Jacksonville for a couple uh, years there, uh, to your point, Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. I know everybody loves Alvin Kamara. They love, um, you know, what was doing before he, you know, disgraced himself. Um, I know there's a lot of running backs out there, but I really think Ezekiel Elliott is the complete package running back in the NFL right now. I think Dak is playing at a, a, a high level. I think Dak's got some confidence now going into this game. They're in Dallas. And as long as Dak is not being Dak by dropping the ball and fumbling the ball, uh, I think the Cowboys actually steamroll the Eagles uh, at home. I, I would say 31 17 and the 17 is only be garbage points, especially if Dallas's defense comes in like they did against New Orleans um, and plays half as well there. Uh, New, they, they exploited no, New Orleans. They got in um, Drew Brees' face. They stopped Alvin Kamara. I don't think the Eagles are on that level, and I just think that Dallas right now is on that roll as long as Dak Prescott holds on to that football and doesn't fumble it. Um, also, I don't know if you know this stat, but he hasn't thrown an interception in, I think, five or seven games somewhere in there. That's impressive. Yeah. Yep. Se- seven touchdowns to zero interceptions in the last four games. I talk- and uh, I know we talked about this, but there was a couple plays this year, one being last last week. He had a 60-yard bomb to that uh, Gallup kid who's really coming on as well, and he just overshot him. Now, if he can, if he can tighten that up a little bit and drop that in there, uh, you're, you're looking at a, an even bigger win for the Dallas Cowboys last week against New Orleans. They would actually been, they would have pulled out a little bit sooner, and it wouldn't have been as close, to be honest. So that's where I see. With I absolutely agree with you with uh, Gallup for the for the Cowboys. If people are watching the Cowboys, this kid's a rookie. Uh, did he did tremendous things in college last year, and he's starting to develop into a really nice receiver. Uh, he he has this double move, double go, uh, which he runs very very nicely. Uh, and like you said, uh, not only last week did Dak miss him on a wide open touchdown, uh, but uh, previous weeks there was two other instances uh, where he did that. So you're right. If Dak can uh, connect on that long ball, uh, make sure he protects the ball. Uh, you know, any sacks that he takes that he's not fumbling, giving it, giving possessions away. Uh, but I also like your analysis of Zeke. Uh, Zeke is uh, having a tremendous year, not only rushing the ball, uh, but also catching the ball uh, and scoring touchdowns that way. Uh, he's also yeah. a good blocker as well. I mean, he's a complete running back. He is a complete running back, and he's phenomenal to watch. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, you know, I hope I, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm uh, with the picks, Chris. I've really enjoyed doing this this year. Uh, right now, I stand at 11, 11 victories and four, four losses. So, uh, you know, I hope I'm helping your listeners make some money here. Uh, I feel good about the picks this week. Just to recap, uh, take Army uh, and give the six and a half points. Um, we're going to go with the Giants, give the three and a half, but take the Giants over the Redskins. And then take the Cowboys and give the three and a half to the Eagles. I like it. I like it a lot, buddy. Well, I appreciate it as always. 
you know, and uh, we will reconvene on Monday, see how your picks were and see how this playoff in the NFL shapes out. And then, of course, uh, the bigger picture here today is see which one of these two uh, fighting teams, regardless of records, wants it the most today. Absolutely. So, again, Chris, I just want to uh, shout out to the military and the men and women and our vets uh, to say thank you. Again, it, it's uh, because of them we're allowed to sleep comfortable and safe at night. So I always want to uh, thank our veterans and uh, thank our military men and women. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate it, Todd. I know my listeners appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. Go Army, beat Navy. Take care, Todd. All right. Thanks, Chris.